Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. I'm joined on the line now by uh, two people who are extremely busy doing very important work uh, for all of us, and that's the CEO of the UL Hospitals Group, uh, Professor Colette Cowan, and the Clinical Director of Diagnostics at the UL Hospitals Group, Dr Dennis O'Keefe. And you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Um, Good morning. Morning, John. Dennis, um, we heard from a colleague of both of yours, Catherine Motherway, at the start of the show, um, an extract from the interview, uh, the very powerful interview she gave last night, um, on prime time, we're getting a lot of messages this morning from people really concerned that um, there are numbers, however significant they may be, but enough who are ignoring the social distancing guidelines. And the question is, are they washing their hands, not realising that they may not have the symptoms, but they could be spreading it. And the only barrier to them spreading it without knowing that they have it is actually the hand washing and the social distancing. Dennis, how worried are you about that? Well, naturally, I mean, your description there just before we came on in terms of young people gathering, it is worrying. I mean, the bottom line is is that young people will be fine for the most part. They'll get mild symptoms. Often they'll be asymptomatic. And of course, the huge worry is their parents and their grandparents. So this is about those people and their parents taking responsibility to protect those who are going to be most vulnerable in our community. So as Catherine said last night in prime time, there's huge responsibility on everybody in order to socialise, wash their hands and don't gather together in groups because it has been proven in China, in Korea, in Japan that if you follow the rules, you can stop this virus. And potentially you can save the lives of your mum, your dad, your granny, your granddad by simply following the rules, which uh, Catherine very clearly set out last night. Yes, um, because isn't it true that in places, and there are a couple of places, and it's very difficult to achieve this, where the compliance rates have been in the mid to high 90%, that they're the places that have been most successful in bringing this under control? Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. I mean, it's a, it's a new virus. It's moving very fast. And, of course, that makes it very difficult to be sure of what works and what doesn't. But what you, what you can state as a fact is that in the main area in China where it began, in South Korea, in parts of Japan, where people have really, really stuck to the rules by 95%, 100%, this virus has been stopped. And so people in Ireland and the Midwest and the Limerick area now have to make their decision in terms of their behaviour and taking responsibility because if they follow the rules and they do as the other countries have achieved, then we can hugely reduce the number of people affected and honestly, we can save lives. Yes, because the thing is, the decisions that I make today will affect the numbers 14 days from now. Correct, And, and affect the numbers, but equally importantly, affect the spread to those people who are most at risk, the older people, the people who are frail. Because remember, as a young person, you go and gather tonight, you go back to your mum or dad over the next couple of days, they then go and visit their mum or dad, suddenly you have an outbreak in a nursing home or other areas which are uh, people who are very vulnerable. So the actions of young people will directly impact the spread and the number of people who are going to be affected in a more severe way 
amongst the vulnerable population. Mm. And Colette Cohen, I think this is the only time in my life where I can think of a situation where absolutely everyone can play a part, where everyone can be heroic. Absolutely. And I think Dr. O'Keefe has been very clear there uh, in his messaging. It is everybody's responsibility and even more so on the youth. So they can really get a campaign going. They're great on their social media and influencers and everything else. And they, they actually have the country in their hands now to make a difference, literally. It's in their hands to stop gathering, wash their hands and protect society as a whole. As a hospital group, we've all our role has always been to look after society and provide care to the, the well. But that nearly has changed now where we're asking the public to help us really to make a difference, to prevent uh, people getting very ill coming in here to the hospital um, and really being very ill. And we are asking people to social distance. It's simple. Wash your hands. Very simple to do as well. And stay at home. There's lots to do. Um, and people really have to get behind us on this. Yeah. Um, Colette, uh, what's the current position at uh, University Hospital Limerick in Dora Doyle when it comes to COVID-19? Well, Joe, it's great to ring you on a day and tell you I have no trolleys. There are four trolleys because normally I'm talking to you about other things. But from our point of view, we've always had a major emergency plan in place over the years. However, For the last two and a half weeks, we've been really focused on our preparedness plan for COVID-19 and we have been clearing out UHL site and freeing up our beds to make sure we are ready for the surge. We have all our staff uh, in, including all the other sites, retraining, reskilling in areas around uh, PPE and care of patients, in particular with respiratory problems. We have our equipment ordered. We have our equipment ready. We are lucky that we have significant capacity to deal with the storage because we have very good infrastructure and plant built over the last number of years and we are recruiting staff um, and we are ready and waiting for the storage. It would be exceptionally difficult for us, particularly the staff at the front line, but we are ready to take it on and we will do our level best. We would again have to reiterate to the public we don't we don't need to have this surge. If the people get behind us and do this social distancing and what they're asked to do, our surge levels will be lower and we can really manage this and get out of this crisis. Yeah, we're chatting to the CEO of the UL Hospitals Group, Professor Colette Cowan, and the Clinical Director of Diagnostics at UL Hospitals Group, Dr. Dennis O'Keefe. Um, are you treating people, Dennis, at the moment for COVID-19 in Limerick? Well, again, I won't go into specifics, uh, Joe, as you can understand. There, thankfully, at the at the moment, there is a, a small number in terms of uh, being managed for COVID-19. And of course, there's many people coming in who are being assessed and tested. And talk to me about that testing, because we are getting some calls here from people who have had the telephone consultation with their GP and they've been in contact. They're concerned about how long they might have to wait for the test and then how long they'll have to wait for the result. Yeah, I mean, in the community, as you know, and from the news, that they're ramping up their testing and they're setting up a number of sites and and people can find out about that in terms of contacting their GP practice and where these sites would be set up. So, I mean, again, it's a huge challenge for our healthcare system and our colleagues in Dublin, the National Virus Reference Lab, have hugely increased the number of tests, but the numbers are increasing all the time. So, again, people just need to be patient. If they have symptoms, they need to contact their GP. They'll be advised as to whether as to what they should do in terms of testing. And most importantly, 
if they're symptomatic, they need to isolate and follow those instructions. Mm. Uh, Colette Cohen, um, unfortunately, we are seeing quite a number of uh, frontline healthcare workers getting this virus, which indicates that with uh, everything that is being done uh, in a clinical environment, uh, it is nasty and invidious and can spread. Um, Have you people who are off at the moment? Or do you have people in self-isolation? We heard uh, someone from St. Vincent's University Hospital uh, last night on um, RTE point to uh, numbers off in Limerick. Yes, so uh, a couple of weeks ago we definitely had. We had a number of staff, we had 75 staff off actually in self-isolation. So we take all of the precautions to make sure that we're not spreading it within a hospital setting. But that is difficult, as you can imagine, um, with people that are in close contact or in casual contact with someone who may have uh, symptoms and are uh, subsequently positive. So at the moment we have uh, just over 20 staff that are off and that we imagine will be uh, a continuous cycle for us over the next number of weeks. So we ensure that they self-isolate, um, that they're asymptomatic and then they can return to work as quickly as possible. So that is another element of work life for us now that we used them to have before that we have to deal with. But we have a very good occupational health uh, doctor, uh, Conor McDonnell, just to say thanks to him because he's done sterling work with us to ensure that our staff are swabbed very quickly and they get back they get back to work as quick as possible. So that is a new cycle for us. Um, Paul has been in touch to say, Hi Joe, I drove past Cratlow Wood and Playground Car Park yesterday evening. It was full to bursting. So I left but found a place elsewhere that was quiet and safe for my kids to get air safely. Um, and I've also seen other areas where people are just not socially distancing, full of people, particularly children. Uh, shops just about to uh, get it now in terms of the procedures they're putting in place. But children still out and about and shopping with their parents when will people get it? It's crazy, says Paul. And uh, another um, listener has WhatsApped to say, uh, Joe, yesterday I saw two lots of four teenage girls at a time together. They went into the grocery shop together too. It's definitely not sinking in, unfortunately. And there's no question um, in my mind, uh, according to this uh, WhatsApper, that parents are at fault. Um, yeah. So, um, Joe, really on that, uh, as of last night, as you know, the government have enacted emergency powers. So it will give a power to disperse large crowds. um, And I think that will help as well. And the message may be delivered then to uh, people that are out in in large crowds or crowding in in areas. A lot of people are going out for fresh air because we have to protect people's mental health as well. Uh, And that can happen in large woods, but you must social distance. And that's the really important part of that. And hand washing is important afterwards, of course. How many ICU beds and ventilators do you have? How many will you need? Yes, so from a capacity point of view, we have significant capacity that we can deal with surge um, around. uh, We have a lot of uh, ventilators, you'll be glad to hear, um, and we have that equipment to do it. So we we are ready, and I need to say that to people, we are ready for this surge and we'll be able to maximise the use of capacity all over the hospital. Um, We have a lot of uh, single rooms in our new uh, facilities over the years that were built, and we have the equipment ready to go. What about uh, the use of um, the University of Limerick as a potential field hospital, the use of Mary Immaculate College and other facilities? Yes. 
Um, I have to say I'm very humbled by the community, all the support and emails and calls that we've been getting um, trying to help us with lots of things. But University of Limerick, they've been very helpful. We have met with them around a field hospital in developing a field, a field hospital in the sports arena. Um, that would be um, uh, an area where you'd have rehabilitation of patients that may have had COVID-19 and aren't able to actually get home because they need some therapy care. Um, and that would be really important. And the reason we're looking at the field hospital is if UHL gets overwhelmed, we have to make sure that we're moving patients uh, through the services to other areas so that we can make room for the other people coming in. And then Nina Ennis and St. John's have a very important role um, to assist us as well with patients that require other uh, treatments and care that do require an in-hospital setting. So we have a very significant plan on that. But by the way, why are there such low numbers on trolleys? Um, well, for years we've been talking about we don't have enough capacity. So it, it, the story now reflects that because I've all of our elective surgeries cancelled. We've no outpatients clinics and sometimes patients get admitted from outpatients clinics. Therefore, we actually have empty beds so we can clear the patients waiting in the emergency department. We still have the same numbers coming in, believe it or not to the emergency department, sick people that need admission but can get to a bed faster. So it tells our story of that we need more capacity to be able to manage in the UHL site. A listener says, Hi Joe, I hope uh, that you're all well. I'm a person who, when I have to go out shopping, I wear a mask and gloves and I can sense that people are looking at me strangely. What is wrong with them? It was only when I went into my usual pharmacy that I felt a bit normal as the brilliant staff were wearing gloves, masks and goggles. Praise our pharmacies, first responders, medics, doctors and nurses and everyone who has volunteered to help out. Please, everyone, young and old, listen to the HSE. It is crisis time. I cannot even see my mother on Mother's Day, but I also will not be able to see my dad who has cancer. Please, please, cop on. Um, Dr. Uh, Dennis O'Keefe, will you yeah. lose colleagues? Will they die as a result of this? Well, I, I, I mean, obviously what we're hoping is that with all the things we've been talking about in terms of preventing a surge, the key is, is that if the numbers coming in are managed. So if, if the numbers coming in we can deal with with all the facilities that Colette has set out, then the risk to myself and our, my colleagues here will be greatly reduced. So is there a risk to us? Yes, of course there is, because we're going to be seeing these people. But the more control the numbers are coming through the door, the more, e the more straightforward it is to minimise the risk for my colleagues because it allows them to manage it in the, the proper areas with the proper equipment, etc. So yes, there's a risk. I hope that it will have minimal impact. I hope that it won't have a severe impact on my colleagues. But yes, it is a worry. And again, if the public plays its part and we minimise the numbers coming through, then it reduces the risk for all of my colleagues here in the hospital. Well, there was a doctor in Iran in the ICU, you may have seen that yourself, um, who passed away and yeah. was literally standing at a desk while continuing to be treated herself for COVID-19. Yes, I mean, there's no question that, uh, unfortunately, some of our colleagues in the very badly hit areas, such as Iran, northern Italy, and originally in China, uh, that a number of medics have passed away. And again, it's it's... It's where the system becomes overwhelmed by numbers that this becomes a huge risk because it becomes almost impossible to protect yourself as a healthcare worker. So for us, 
the key is is that if we see the numbers coming through not surging to huge numbers, then we can do what we need to do for the public in a very safe environment, in a safe way, with safe practices. It's much easier. So again, it comes back to if everybody plays their part, then they protect themselves, but they protect all of us in healthcare staff here in the hospital. All right. We wish you well. Uh, Dr. Dennis O'Keefe, uh, who is the Clinical Director of Diagnostics at UL Hospitals Group and the CEO of the UL Hospitals Group, uh, Professor Colette Cowan, um, I often said to you, Colette, that uh, we definitely have you on to talk about other things rather than uh, trolleys, but I never in my wildest imaginings thought it would be this. So, um, Thank you, Joe, for your time, though, and for the opportunity. Yeah, we wish you luck, OK? Thank Take you, care of yourselves. You. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.